You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 143. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro, a fiduciary, and a wealth advisor. It is great to see you today. And today's episode is how do I prepare for a recession? But Before we get to the topic of the day, I have a question for you. How are you doing in this season of our lives? You know, we all hear a lot of people talking out there, and a lot of people are saying a lot of different things. And some people think that we are not doing enough as far as isolation. Others feel like maybe we're doing enough, but some people aren't obeying some of the isolation rules. And then on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of people are thinking, well, we're doing way too much right now and we need to open up the country right now. This whole thing is crazy. The whole thing is just turning very, very political. And if you're on one of these ends of the spectrum, I urge you to go back and listen to episode number 140, which is three unexpected ways to build wealth during this coronavirus season. I mean, this episode will help you keep grounded. It helps us control what we can control. We're going to look back at this season of our lives and wonder, what did we actually accomplish while life was standing still? Were you just one that complained and maybe ate pizza and ice cream? Or are you one of those people that are going to look back and, hey, you took advantage of the situation that you were given, which is so much extra time that we didn't have before? I mean, we are family stewards. I'm a family steward. You are a family steward. It is a very important role that we've assumed in our family. It's our job to help build our family's cornerstones, whether that being our family, our careers, our health, our friends. We have this big responsibility. So, Are you going to look back and say, hey, we were being family stewards. We looked at the positives. 
I've listened to some clients tell me that they started cooking together and it's brought them closer as a couple. People are starting to work more together as a family. Heck, my girls get jobs. They get a list of jobs every single day to do after their virtual school day is done. And before this whole coronavirus started, oh man, I would get a lot of complaints when there was a job for them to do. Now they take the list, they look at it, and they just get it done. We are all in this together. Let's look back at this one day and say, hey, we did some positive things during this season of our lives. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. What to do and how do I prepare for a recession? You know, last week I was bragging up a little bit on myself, told you to go back to the episode in November where I predicted and said a recession is coming. Now, if you would have actually gone back and listened to the episode, you'll figure out why I made that prediction for a guy who doesn't ever really make predictions. It's really an easy prediction to make because recessions happen, well, rather frequently. And when I say frequently, I mean we've had 15 of them since 1926. 15 recessions. We've had two of them in the 20s, one of them in the 30s, two of them in the 40s, two of them in the 50s, two of them in the 60s, one in the 70s, two in the 80s, one in the 90s, and uh, then our last two, 2001 and 2007. We haven't seen one in a long time, so it was pretty easy to predict a recession. Now, That doesn't mean that we are in a recession right now. And we're going to figure that out in a little bit because I really want to unpack a few things. I want to unpack what is a recession. Let's define what a recession is. And then we'll look at some common indicators of a recession. And then we'll look at past recessions and just take a look at what the investment outcomes looked like. And then finally, I'm going to give you five tips for you to prepare for a recession. Now, First off, what is a recession? Now, at a high level, a recession is defined as a period of economic decline within a certain region. Let's just say the United States, for example. More specifically, the most common marker of a recession are two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, of negative economic growth as measured by the GDP, the gross domestic product. That's why Sometimes we're in a recession and we don't know that we're in a recession because we don't get those gross domestic product numbers, whether positive or negative, until well after the quarter is actually finished. So now we need to look back at some indicators right now. So when I said a recession is coming and I told you last week that I correctly predicted a recession, that doesn't mean that I actually know that we're in a recession. 
But there are indicators to help point whether or not we're going to figure out if we're in a recession or not. Because remember, we need two full quarters of negative GDP. So once those GDP numbers come out for the first quarter, now we have to go through the second quarter. And then maybe sometime in the third quarter, we'll figure out that a recession started in the first quarter of this year. But here are some indicators that might lead us to believe that we are in a recession right now. One of them is unemployment and due in large part, of course, to the COVID-19 pandemic. There's record numbers of Americans that have filed for unemployment. Literally millions of people have filed for unemployment. That is an indicator. Another indicator is stock market performance. Well, the S&P 500, although doing better in the second quarter right now, at one point in the first quarter was down negative 37 and a half percent. That is a big drop. In fact, the Dow Jones experienced the biggest single point drop in history at 214 points, although that's kind of makes me mad when I hear people say the biggest point drop in history or the biggest gain in history because the stock market was at its highest point total ever. So from a percentage standpoint, that drop wasn't the largest in history. It's just easy things for us to hear about on the news to really get our emotional juices going. So to recap, unemployment is an indicator of a recession. Stock market, downturns, big downturns are an indicator. Housing is another indicator. Although housing right now, we don't have a lot of numbers, but according to the Independent Economic Research Group, Capital Economics, total home sales are expected to drop by around 35% in the second quarter as compared to the end of 2019. Now, these numbers may jump once COVID-19 threat passes. So that could easily just creep back up right away. But the predictions are that the housing market is going down. And then finally, it's the GDP, which we're not going to know for a little bit longer. But we know that our economy has contracted in the first quarter compared to last quarter. So we can pretty much bet that things aren't looking very good. So looking at these indicators, I can say to myself, oh, well, I think an educated person would say we are well on our way to our 16th recession since 1926. Well, the third part of this podcast is to look at these recessions and try and make some sense out of how fearful I should be about the recession. Okay, so we've had 15 of them, as I mentioned already, since October 1926. Now, the average recession lasted 16 months. Now, our latest recession, which started in December of 2007, the Great Recession that lasted through 2008 and a bunch of 2009, even though the stock market started recovering, 
that lasted longer than the average of 16 months. And there's some recessions that have lasted really, really quick. I mean, we were in the recession and we didn't even know it. And then we were outside of the recession and the stock market was doing fine. So when I look at some stock market performance, for example, November 1948 started a recession. Well, stock market ended in positive territory that year. When I look at other recessions, such as one that started in January of 1980, the stock market at the end of the year was up a ton. It was up 32%. We went through the recession, we had the recession, and the stock market recovered very, very quickly and added a lot into positive territory. So remember a few things. Number one, a lot of recessions don't last very long. Now, again, here's me making predictions and things like that, which I don't generally do. And if you really go back and listen to my episode in November, a recession is coming. The only reason I said a recession is coming is because a recession is always coming. It is actually healthy for the economy to kind of reset. That is part of what we need to go through as our economy grows in the long term, but it's going to have some setbacks. It resets. It's healthy to have recessions. And a recession is always coming. And since we haven't had one in a long time, well, it was easy to say a recession is coming. Now, If we're actually in a recession right now, I don't know how long it's going to last. It might snap back very quickly. Some say once we get back to work that we're going to see a real big rise. Others are saying, wow, it's going to take until at least the end of 2021 before we start seeing the type of growth that we saw in the fourth quarter of 2019. So economists are all over the place. They are making a guess too, because, you know, at the end of the day, that's what all of this is. There's a lot of indicators, but a lot of people are making a lot of guesses. What I want you to take away though is a lot of recessions don't last that long. And that is a good thing. Others last longer than others. And I have a book here, which actually shows me every year's end of year stock market return. And it's in a matrix. So I can see, well, how did the market do between 1936 and 1939 or 1945 and 1950 or any combination of years? And what is that average return when I bring them together? And it's important because when I look at the 15 recessions that we've had since 1926, get this, 11 of the 15 instances after two years, your stocks, your portfolio, just looking at the index, the U.S. index was in positive territory. So if we're in a recession right now, and let's just say you put in $1,000 on January 1st, 2020, well, one thing is, if we're just looking at the index, the U.S. index, well, you don't have $1,000 right now. You probably have less than $800 right now, okay? That's just the reality. However, when I look at 
11 of those 15 recessions are 73% of the time. If you hold on to that money, that thousand bucks you started with, and you don't sell, and you go all the way through 2020, and then go all the way through 2021, that's a two-year period. In 11 of the 15 past recessions, your portfolio averaged 7.8% per year. Isn't that great news? That your portfolio would have averaged almost 8% per year in 11 of those 15 recessions had you just held on for two years. That is awesome news. Now, There were four of the recessions where you had to hold your money longer and in some cases a real long period of time before you saw absolute positive territory. And those recessions were the ones that started August 1929, the one that started March of 2001, that was the dot-com bubble, the recession that started in May of 1937, and then finally the one that started the Great Recession in December of 2007. In those instances, you may have had to hold on for three or five years, and in one of the instances in the Great Depression, you'd have held on for about 10 years to start to see some sort of positive territory. So there were a couple of bad cases, but for the most part, there were really good outcomes provided we didn't make some kind of emotional decision and sold our stocks when they were down. Okay, when I look at recessions and think about Well, normally it sounds really scary because the news (laughs) wants to make us think that recessions are so scary and we're going to be in so much trouble and our portfolios are going to go to zero when in fact 73% of the time we saw nice positive returns just by holding on to the portfolio. Why? Because when recessions happen, even before the recession happens, and when we think we're in a recession, stocks go down. But once we feel some recovery, and normally once we see a bottom, stocks snap back very, very quickly. Now, I can't promise you that we've seen the bottom of this COVID-19 thing. In fact, we may not have. We may start to go lower with our portfolios than our lowest point in the first quarter. That could easily happen. I don't know whether it will or whether it won't, but it could At any rate, we are best served to hold tight and not make an emotional decision or sell. Which leads me to my last point on this podcast. And that is, how can you prepare for the recession? If we have a lot of indicators telling us that, hey, we are most likely in a recession right now, how do you prepare If you know it's coming, if you know it's going to be announced, or at least you think, because these indicators are here, stock market down 37.5% in the first quarter, unemployment out of control, housing, not as many people buying houses, how can I prepare? Well, here's the number one thing you can do, my friends. Number one, keep investing. Yeah, this is the opposite of selling. This is the opposite of what we see on the news when people are saying, sell your investments. You need to keep investing. The dollars you're investing right now, 
are going to give you the greatest amount of growth 10 years from now than the dollars you put in last year because stocks are down a whole bunch and there's asset classes that are still really far down into the red right now. And investing in those will have a greater growth potential because we're buying at lower values. Do not stop investing. Do not sell your investments and do not stop. And if you got a 401k going, you're making automatic contributions every couple weeks. If you got money on the sidelines, now's the time to get it working for you as long as it's for the long term, nothing for the short term. So that's number one, keep investing. And number two, if you're retired, don't take the inflation adjustment. What do I mean by that? Well, when you look at some of the withdrawal rules when you're retired, one of them is the 4% rule. You got a million dollars. The first year you're taking out 4%, that's $40,000. The next year you take out $40,000 plus a rate of inflation. So if inflation is 3%, we take 40,000 plus an extra 3%. And now we're taking out whatever that is, 42,000 and some. I, I haven't even done the math, but you get the point. So if you're using some sort of that methodology for your portfolio, think about this year not taking that inflation adjustment. Take the same amount you were last year out. Or next year, take the same amount that you're taking out this year. Research shows that when we do that, simply not take an inflation adjustment, a guy named Guyton did a lot of research on this, we can really add value and keep longevity into the portfolio. Now, even if we do take the inflation adjustment, the 4% rule done by Bangden in the 90s states that we still have a 93% chance of our portfolio not running out of money and the median value, we actually hold that million dollars in 50% of the trials. We have more than a million dollars after 30 years. But to be conservative, to be safe, don't take that inflation adjustment. Studies show it's a good idea. What's the third thing that I can do to prepare for a recession? Now, don't get mad at me when I say this because I preach this almost every other episode and I did a whole episode on it just a couple of months ago, episode number 137, how to build a spending plan. So your third point to prepare for a recession is to build a budget. If you don't have one now and you have all this extra time, build one. Build when all the research shows us that if you want to really, really win with money, build a spending plan and track that spending plan. You will come up with more dollars than you thought and you can use that stuff wisely. You can use it because if you've got some extra money in that spending plan, look, we can move back up to point number one and keep investing. Invest more. If we can find an extra $300 or $200 or $1,000 every month while we're in a recession and the stock market is down, whoa, just think what's going to happen when the stock market bounces back up. Build a budget. You have the time. There's no excuses. Listen to episode 137 and make it happen. All right, point number four is increase your emergency fund. Now, I generally preach that people should have, uh, just like Dave Ramsey says, a three to six months worth of emergency fund. Now, why would I say increase my emergency fund to prepare for a recession? 
Well, if you're working in this COVID-19 world and unemployment is going up, you could end up being one of those unemployed. So if you have a larger emergency fund, you will be able to withstand this no paycheck for a little while. And really, it's so important because there's so many people that have applied for unemployment and unemployment is so backed up that people aren't getting their checks yet. They will eventually, but they're not. Let's build up that emergency fund. We know unemployment is going up. We could be one of those casualties, and that's exactly why we want an emergency fund. And how's one way to build it up? Well, if we're doing a budget, we can maybe increase that emergency fund. Maybe we find 500 extra dollars a month and 200 goes to invest and 200 goes to increase the emergency fund. If you're receiving a stimulus check, well, <laughs> I know the government wants us to spend that money right away, but is it in the best interest of your family to do it? Maybe that stimulus check goes into your emergency fund if it's not built up. I mean, now, instead of three months, I want to see six months. And if you're really conservative, I want to see nine months to a year. And if you have the emergency fund, <laughs> maybe you want to invest that stimulus check back to point number two. And finally, how do I prepare for a recession? Well, cut back your spending now. Don't wait until we're in the midst of a recession to cut expenses, like too much eating out. Now, in our case, we're not eating out, but we're getting takeout or going online to buy things that we can live without. Man, I cannot tell you how many times Amazon is stopping at our house these days because we have more time on our hand and what happens? When we have more time on our hands, we end up spending more money sometimes. But let's watch that. Let's look at all of our expenses. If we're making a spending plan, now's the time to cut back and find that money to increase our emergency fund and find that money so we can invest money now. I think it's probably time for us to all look in the mirror as a family steward, look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you spending this season of your life complaining? Are you complaining that we're not isolated enough? Are you complaining that we're too isolated? Or are you taking advantage of the season that we're in because hopefully this season never comes again but just like i said when we started this podcast we're gonna look back at this season of our lives and we're gonna say hey what did we accomplish when we seemed to have all this time because i don't know about you but my wife was saying the other day that she's not sure she's ready for life to just full throttle go on again. I mean, we were going absolutely crazy with our jobs, with kids' activities, making dinner, all of those things. I mean, we were busy every single day. And now things have slowed down. And so what are we going to do? We look back at parts of our lives and we're going to look back at this season of our life and say, what did we accomplish? And as a family steward, I don't want to have to think that I spent 
these months complaining about what was or wasn't happening on things that I could not control. Instead, I want to look back and say, hey, I know that there's a recession potentially coming. What can I do to prepare for it? Well, I can build up a budget and then start to put things into categories like investing more or building up my emergency fund. I can spend less during this time, whether I'm in retirement or just in my regular working life. And you know what? You can too. And if you do that, you are going to feel great about this season of your life. Hey, I got to go now, everybody. I hope everyone has a great, great week. And I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.